understand. That is too scary. Mike, that is also too scary. Every time the uh, cat one goes off, Attica says, oh, no, sad, (laughs) sad. It just keeps going off. Well, it's motion censored, so you just got to... All motion? I like how the uh, the on-off button's right in the crotch. Yeah, me too. That's the best place to put it. It's pretty sweet. They should have put it in the butt. Can you believe those things cost a dollar? Uh, yes. That's not too shabby. It's not too shabby. Mike, you sound very quiet and far away. I think, uh, well, maybe it's just my, I think I'm fine. You sound better. Yeah, I think it's your headphones. You sound the, better now. These are the kind of products that I imagine the sad eight-year-old Chinese boy that is plugging in the components into this mm-hmm. plastic frame. Mm-hmm. Got of the Dollar Tree. Uh, What's the part you imagine? They're gifts for you. It's you know, know it's why just, you have to <laughs> like, bring it to a sad place. With the I'm getting paid would one you rather, cent a day. If you're a young to, Chinese boy making me. 11 cents a day, would you rather make this or would you rather make like pencil erasers? I don't know. This seems way better. You know what? It seems better, but they probably made it like I just uh, imagine trying April. to ex- explain to them like, wasn't very oh, once Halloween. a year. I don't set that on top of the volume controls. Dude, I just got to move it, bro. Once the, a year, uh, people want to buy these spooky. Like, imagine this kid in China who's making fourteen cents for a, a dollar. When he comes on vacation to, to America and he sees these in the store, he's probably like, "I made that." How is he coming to America for vacation? He goes on probably once a year, takes a big long vacation with his fourteen cents an hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Well, the, the dollar, you know, the exchange. What we're talking about is the they, exchange, uh, right? They have like the deal of the day or deal of the week, whatever it is, and at the Dollar Tree, and uh, very very cool little uh, cat skeleton uh, and a wolf skeleton, and they they both make the sounds that you you guys heard, and I lucked out because I, uh, I I showed up soon after the uh, truck unloaded them, so because those things go back, they, they they go they go quick. It's the season to buy stuff. A, like was there that. a line? There was a line for them yeah, out the door. Yeah. I actually bought some Halloween stuff this year. Mm-hmm. I bought a little graveyard fence and a bunch of gravestones. Why? I'm going to make a little graveyard. Where? I don't know. When? Probably tomorrow. Really? Yeah. I can see you doing it like I also Christmas. bought a miniature metal 10-speed, and I spray-painted it white. Ghost bike. Mm-hmm. Why is that? I'm going to make a little diorama of a ghost bike. Mm-hmm. What, what, you have words? diorama time in your life? Yeah. All time is diorama time. <laughs> <laughs> My corona, I guess, does. Does trade in? Can I tell you that I love, I love, time. I love, I love dioramas and miniature things. I know you love miniature things. That's why yeah. I get you miniature things sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That's why his yeah. heart is so small. Why do you like miniature things so much? I just think uh, it's just uh, it's adorable. Does hmm. it make you feel large? No, I don't know. I think it's fascinating. The, I think the first time I ever saw something that I was obsessed with that was miniature was at a place called the Miniature Museum on. You know what? Well, it makes sure. sense they would have miniature stuff there. No, but they had they had a backstage scene that was three dimensional set into like a six inch frame. Is that a diorama? Is that a diorama? I believe you just described a diorama. Okay, that's what it was. But it was a miniature like <laughs> old theater and you could see through the curtains out into the into the chairs, but uh-huh. they were three dimensional as well. But it was all the workings and the cables that you pulled the uh, curtains up with and stuff. And I just went, that's the most fascinating, cool little piece of artwork I've ever seen. Ever. Where at the time, ever. Is is that museum still in existence? Until or? I saw uh, a, a, a light breeze Angel come is my centerfold. blow it away. <laughs> no, I love people that make intricate... What's That guy's doing like some kind of Tai Chi or something in the back. Okay. Hey, you, welcome to the that? Are you aware that he I wouldn't that? know why. I don't know why I would be because I don't spy on my names. It's, it's weird that 
for someone who likes tiny things, mm-hmm. you really don't sweat the small stuff. You don't really like pay attention to like little details. I feel like that was an insult. I don't sweat the small stuff. Well, you do. I well, it's, I guess it's a multi-layered thing. You do sweat small stuff, but then you also like, like Anderson and myself, we also seem to gloss over yeah, little, little I do, details. I, I don't. I don't. Details. I don't see the relation there. But okay. Welcome to After Disaster. I'm Anderson. It's early. Okay. There's Mike Carano fixating <laughs> on small things across from me. There's Ty Ty to my right. Come to you live on tape from my backyard. Uh, Ty Ty's got a weird schedule this week, as do I. So uh, we carved out some time mm-hmm. mid morning. We carved Did it out of the pumpkin's face. People know how far away we all live from each other. Mike lives that. in between the two of us, yeah. and Mike and I live about twenty minutes from each other. It's not bad. something like that. Yeah, Tyler lives about an hour from from both of us or from like, me. I think it's twenty two miles from my doorstep to yours. It's not good. Which well, but for like LA standards, we're like, yeah. eh, you know, what are you gonna do? But I know that there's probably a lot of people listening to this right now, like. You drive 22 miles one way to do something? Yeah, and if you go at the wrong time of day, that's a, a good hour, 15 Oh, hour, yeah. Hour Wait, 20. that is way farther than I thought it was, actually. Yeah. Because it seems like when I split from my place to go to your pad, well, it's like 20, as 25 we said, you're minutes. in the middle. Yeah, but it seems like only 20 minutes. And we would do this at, at Michael's house to save Tyler a few mileages, but, uh, but I, I have the boy. Mm-hmm. I can't bail on and the boy. And we all know... When I set the rules, I was you know the, I the cleaners keep the rules. So no could, kids at my just house. Just leave them here with the cleaners. Yeah, I don't know if that's in the uh, cleaners contract. I think to, it is. Uh, watch the boy. What if is. what if it, you leave him with them and you come I, back and he's spotless? <laughs> <laughs> For the record, uh, what Tyler was referring to is I have housekeepers that come over uh, twice a month and they're in and out of here at about ninety minutes, which is pretty good. And it's all the wife's idea. Here's how it went: We moved in. Uh, Atticus was young; he's all over the floor, you know, crawling age. Yeah. Yep. And Jillian says, I really think that we need, because we have three dogs. And Jillian's like, I, I think we need housekeepers. Cause it feels a lot hu- like my life. House is filthy. And I'm like, no, honey, I, I got it. And I went to like uh, Costco and I bought some cleaning like uh, mm-hmm. apparatus. And, uh, yep. and and I did it myself for uh, maybe the first two weeks. And then I didn't do it uh, very good those two weeks. And then I didn't do it at all after those two weeks. And Jillian's like, okay. Honey, we, we have to get housekeepers. And I'm like, I don't want to be those people that have housekeepers, and now we have housekeepers. I love the way you did it, because it wasn't as if you just went, I don't want to do this, I'm getting a housekeeper. You tried. I tried. Yeah. I did. And uh, it was not up to the to the wife's standards. The best way to get some kind of luxury service like a housekeeper, when you have a wife or a husband, mm. and, you want to ma- and you're all involved in the decision making, unlike the good old days. Wait a second. Was? I wish is? I wouldn't have said that part. <laughs> it's too late because it's escaped your mouth and into the microphone. What were you going to say, though? What, what is the, best the best part, part is when you try, it's so much easier than just going, I want to get a housekeeper because I'm too lazy to clean the house. But when you actually try yeah. and fail, yeah, and then it becomes apparent that you have to get a housekeeper. We didn't have to. I made the argument that the floors were clean because of Atticus's crawling. You know what? You could just get him a terry it's cloth, very, full body argument. suit. I think they have those actually, like onesies that are yeah, like mops. Why not? <laughs> the extra thick fabric on the hands. I had a glass of whiskey last night, a glass, yeah. and I am dying today. Well, what are we talking about? Like From 12 ounces? Uh, hangover? It was a yeah, stein. Exactly. It was a stein. I had one glass. It was a growler. <laughs> the uh, Was it a, a special event occasion? No, it, it was uh, me sitting at home and I had work to do and I was bored. Whiskey seems like a special, like when you become an adult, it seems like a special thing. It seems like the only time I ever see people really drinking whiskey is in, in movies when something bad happens or if they're making a business deal. 
They're always just if you're an intense in the glass person making a business deal, you always go whiskey. I think, I think that in movies they just do it because it gives the actress something to do with her hands. And it's also got like a western sort of air about it. I got us watched Hold the Dark, uh, that new Jeremy Sonier film that's on uh, on the old Netflix over there. Not very good, but uh, yeah, like it, a traumatic event happens and then cut to like they're in the kitchen. Sharing a bottle of whiskey, uh, two or, men talking, or some really janky surgery is about to happen. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the other. Uh, that's what yeah. that the same movie vodka was used for. That that doesn't do anything. They pour the vodka on the wound. And I've then, been extremely drunk and not in a, a place where I thought, oh, this will help it in case I need my arm to be sure, cut off. For sure, it numbs yeah. the pain, though. For sure, it does. I don't. You know, I thought about this recently actually because uh, there. Do you remember a long time ago thinking about becoming a Confederate doctor? It doesn't, doesn't matter what the circumstances were. Of course you remember. Why can't it be but, a union um, duct? Because when I was working on that Bobcat movie, God Bless America, there was a scene where Joel, the actor, had to be in a pool out at the at the uh, TP motel or wherever that was, like out in Lancaster or something, and it was fucking cold that day. It was bone-chillingly cold. I had a winter coat on, and I was shivering, and... He had to take off his clothes uh, and lay on it for hours and float around this pool when it was probably in the 40s uh, or less and act like it's a hot, sunny day. And I remember at some point, Bobcat just went, do you want a, us to get you a shot of whiskey or something? And he went, yes. And I, I was like, does that really do anything yeah, for this? Yeah. 1% maybe? <laughs> uh, it'll make the whole thing a little more enjoyable, I think. Because it seems to me if I were in some Western saloon I'd just been shot in the leg and they were going to cut it off and the guy gave me some whiskey to drink before the surgery, all that would do is make me does yell it, Does more. it make you colder because the alcohol thins your blood so then you're actually, your blood is going around more and is more exposed to the, your I I don't, I don't know. I, I think that whiskey is usually a, a yes in my world. What what is What is the booze of choice for 70s TV shows, for cop dramas? Where they come back into the office after something horrific happened, and the guy Scotch opens the bottom drawer and pulls a bottle out. What is yeah, that? It's usually whiskey, right? Okay. Bourbon. Yeah. Okay. It's either bourbon or scotch. Mm. Scotch if they're fancy detectives. I switched to scotch for about seven months at one point because I wanted to be a scotch drinker. Mm-hmm. And seven I, months. I, I enjoyed a it. Commitment. But then when I went back to martinis, I was like, "That's what I'm talking about." Most scotch is. I mean, ugh, it's drinking gas. But if you if you get the really it, good stuff is. Okay, but it's still really. I'd rather have a bad bourbon than a good scotch. Yeah, my head's pounding just from that one glass because I hadn't had a drink in like over a week, probably. Okay, so it's just it, it goes to show that you got to really you know train your body. What kind of whiskey was it? It was uh, a Costco brand. Oh but yeah, that, but what that is is a uh, uh, Crown Royal. Really, Crown Royal. Does yeah. it come in a Kirkland velvet? pouch no it doesn't mm. but uh it's it's the same stuff pretty much i think it's the exact same stuff i think i knew that bottle yeah. i think i knew that we yeah. just got our costco membership so we are good now three costco that's right we, we should do a podcast from costco we shouldn't <laughs> we shouldn't <What>? do that <laughs> i think we should i'm torn <laughs> i think we should hey uh speaking of the boy who i'm watching stand in his crib right now he's mm-hmm. he's not crying but he's not sleeping either um kind of like me Ty Ty, right now you're standing in your crib. Well, you're standing in you're your crib. Still standing. Jillian and I, just, uh, the not sleeping but not crying part, is what I'm saying. We discovered something about the boy uh, by a mistake. Two wieners, a six, couple six, weeks six ago. on his forehead. <laughs> no, but he's got three uh, his scalp parts and three. Remember that in the Omen, like that's how they could tell he was Satan because he had like a three part scalp. I don't think I saw it. Part 
You didn't see the omen? I'm not allowed to. I love, I love that he just discovers now he had two wieners. <laughs> <laughs> I just got it. I just was like, what do you say? Two so wieners. we were watching something on, on uh, the internet, uh, on the TV, maybe Amazon or something. It was for kids. And mm-hmm. uh, Oh, you know what it was? It was that shark song that's going around. Oh, boy. I yeah. don't know why that song's just hitting now because we've been singing that at camp for years. Mm. Baby shark, do, 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 do. Baby shark, do, 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 do. Mama Shark, do, do. as right. parodied by the Late Late Show with a video that now has 50 million views on Facebook. Who was the guest? Absurd. It was uh, Josh Groban and Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones. Okay, they all sang a very like dramatic version of the song. Josh Groban's the best. He is, he's fantastic. He's such a cool guy. All right, uh, I'm sorry. Who is he? Oh, he sings. He he's like Michael Bublé. Was Sophie Turner cool? Oh. So we saw the little baby shark uh, song came and went, right? I think we saw the one with the Asian children. Mm-hmm. And then um, some other cartoon came on right after that. It was like a bundle, right? It was like an hour worth of, uh, of, of various oh, shorts. Yes. And then like the third or fourth one came on, and it was a, uh, a mama bear and a, a baby bear. And there was mm-hmm. like some sad music going on. And it was like really cute, but it was kind of like what happened to daddy bear? It was, it was kind of like um, melodramatic music. And mm-hmm. we're sitting, the boy's sitting in, a, in his high chair. And his little bottom lip starts to go out, oh, and no. then it starts to quiver, oh, no. and then he starts crying, and like he was like all sensitive and moved by this little stupid cartoon thing. So a few days later, we we put it on again to see if the same thing, exact same reaction. Oh. He starts. He, I wonder why. I don't know. Like, he's Can he communicate? This. By the way, they weren't doing tai chi in the uh, other yard; they're cleaning the pool. Okay, it's very different. Uh, it looked like they were doing as, like this. As someone who has clean pools, I'll tell you. <laughs> so pretty similar. Then we Very put sad. on a few days after that. We we asked uh, Alexa to to play some sad songs, and the same reaction. Like the boys got like my oh. crazy over sensitivity. I think you need to cash in on that right now. Some acting. You know what? Gigs. I need to beat it out of him. I think. I, oh it's, yeah, it's I, wonder, I think it, you should it, find it, a middle it, ground. <laughs> beat it out of him on film, right? Uh, not too shabby. Well, my go. dad tried to beat it out of me, and it didn't work at all. I'm actually mm. more sensitive. Uh, my because nephew, of the beatings, my probably. nephew's very, very similar to Atticus. He's super sensitive, and he was Atticus's age. He would cry at certain cartoons and stuff, and he would get very emotionally, like, upset by things that were. Uh, yeah, I also traumatized like, the shit out of him. It's hype. <laughs> How so? By I showing scared him the shit out of him. Why? Forever. Why, why would you do that? He was probably Mike s- Bad Uncle Carano. Six months older than Atticus. He could communicate, but not great. And he loved the King Kong poster. So I took him downstairs. I put him on my lap. I turned the volume up to 10 and showed him the King Kong trailer. Mm-hmm. And it's just a it very, a funny very slow push to a cave. <laughs> and it's super slow. And the music's dramatic. This is and the King- 70s King Kong? Nope. The Peter Jackson one. And... Out of nowhere, the fucking King Kong tears out yeah, of the cave King, King directly Kong. at the camera, and he screamed and was shaking and sobbing yeah. for an in the like. I really thought he should probably go to the doctor because he was he just froze, screamed, <laughs> and he was shaking. That to the and they, it took him half an hour to calm down. Really, and, and that's when he was like two and a half or three. Yeah, that's not good. That's not nice. You broke him. Yeah. yeah. Every now and again, like it's been two or three times where I thought for sure Atticus was having a seizure, and then it just turned out he was very upset. Yeah, like he just he didn't get the banana. Was getting the baby uh, food he wanted. The car oil changed at the dealership mm-hmm. the other day, which is a weird thing to do because first of all, I'm a man; I should be yeah. changing my own no, oil. No, 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 no. I disagree. But disagree. It's a lease. You have so, a housekeeper. 
it's a you lease, should, you so I be changing your own oil. I got to take it to the dealership. Like that's okay. part of the deal. And uh, so is that really part of the deal? Well, kind of. I mean, they do it for a, a very good price. I think they should do it for free. It's their car. Yeah, I'm just borrowing you know it. Uh, that makes sense. But they do it for like forty bucks or whatever, so it's not bad. <laughs> and then they know that, that that I got it done, so they can't try and like charge me. You know, yeah. it's it's all it's it's smart to take it to the dealership if if you got the uh, the lease going there. So I just uh, thought this is perfect because all Atticus wants to do is sit in my seat in my car, so I can take him to the showroom and have him sit in all sorts of chargers and challengers mm-hmm. and he was very excited to do so and uh, to the point where I was really bored and it was like 20 minutes in and we're still sitting in the same showroom car and he's opening the uh, trunk and saying I did it and very excited with himself. How and many then, times did a salesman come by? No, like, none. I'm just getting my oil change. I was very, I, I don't know if it was the look I was giving them but uh, no one bugged me once. It was nice. Nice, nice. So then uh, finally, I, I, you know, after about 30 times asking him, hey, you, you want to get out of the car now? He finally said, yes. And I was so excited to be able to move on to a new car, maybe go outside. So I get him out of the car and uh, I'm walking towards the door to get out to, to leave the uh, showroom. And he's not right behind me. And I turn around and he's having a seizure next to the car. At least that's what I thought it was at first. I got panicked. And then I realized he was just stiffening up and he was so pissed because he realized that not only did we get out of the car, we weren't getting back into the car. We were moving on, and he just freaked <laughs> like it was an explosion cute. of anger. That's it, kids are like cats. Why? I, I don't know how, but it seems like that was something Louis the cat would do. That, does it? <laughs> he would, he would get so angry that he would look like he'd have it. I think Louis the cat actually has seizures, though, right? No, he just gets upset when I'm holding him. <laughs> uh. I love I love the uh, it's I I love when little boys are little boys and I love the fact that he's into cars and sitting in cars and stuff. Like it's it's annoying though because ever since I turned his car seat around and he can see like what I'm doing now he just a lot of the time backseat baby driving backseat baby driving like he's like why would you go left here when you can go straight yep and then make a right fucking idiot I said four oh five fountain take fountain. But now he just points to like where I'm sitting and goes, please drive, please. And I'm like, dude, you're a fucking little idiot baby. You're not even two years old. Yeah. You can't drive. Yeah. Yeah. Please, please drive, please. You should um, you should get some help, sort of help, amount made. Drive. You could probably find it on Amazon that puts his car seat I already so looked. his head can stick out the sunroof. Oh, I didn't look for that. <laughs> I looked for a steering wheel and uh, I found a few. That you oh, that's like, not bad. I'd fix to the... Uh, that's not bad, but I forget why I didn't get it because oh, because it, you have to be. It's not important. It's, it's boring, but it, it, it adheres to the uh, the back headrest of the seat yeah. in front of you, and I have them in the middle. So because it's but 40, I love the idea of throwing a helmet on your baby, throwing a helmet on your kid, and sticking him out the sunroof. Oh, you got a helmet, and you would love it, Mike. It's a uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles helmet. Yeah. I don't know why you would like it, but it has a little bandana that like so like the the, the where you tie it to the back. It, it's got a little tail on the back. And what's I got the, that. What's for the him. helmet for? <laughs> I got that for him because I got one of those little things, uh, one of those little, uh, I almost said gay, but I'm not going to, uh, <laughs> things that you put on the, the back of your bike so he can you, ride. You could say it if you were going to say I got him one of those little uh, Bette Midler album collection. And, and now he rides on the bike with me and he's very happy and he goes in the zen God, mode that's i i think it's great but it's so dangerous to me when i see people with their kids jillian's gonna hear this bike. now and now she's gonna get upset well but you know what I'm she saying? wanted she wanted a little tote like uh, uh a little car chaser thing what, what are those things no called? The way wagon. i think no that's more way. more more dangerous way more dangerous if you're like if you're in san francisco and that comes off and it goes down one of those hills <laughs> but that's not gonna happen i don't think because i don't plan on going to san francisco with it <laughs> so i don't you know see that i don't see I that right? happening 
I, I'm afraid that like a big truck's coming and then I get out yeah. of the way just in time, but yeah. it takes out the little carriage behind me. I like him being close by, but he, like you think that he'd just be happy like he's on a roller coaster, but he just goes in the zen mode where he's just like totally serious and quiet and just watching. Yeah, it's fascinating. Travel. How about Zach? Does he do this? Does he ride on bikes? Yeah. No, we don't have a bike that I could hook anything up to. But speaking of roller coasters, he went on his first roller coaster yesterday. What? What, yeah. uh, what, what little rinky-dink roller le- coaster? Legoland? We went to Six Flags and he went on Superman. Wait, no. he's allowed to? What? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I won't go on that. Uh, no, we went to Disneyland on Columbus Day, which was a huge mistake. Why would yep. you do that? Yep. Well, so I looked it up online to see if it was a day off for schools, and it's not. So oh my like, God, we almost did. Two weeks ago, we were, we almost planned on doing that, but we didn't realize it was Columbus Day. All right, so, so uh, yeah, so I looked. All it up. the mailmen and bankers were there, probably. That's that's what it was. Like we got we we got that uh, as you come off the freeway. There's that separate ramp to take mm-hmm. you straight into the parking lot. Yeah, Disney and, you know, Way. We're, we're cresting up Disney Way, and we're like, oh, this is gonna be great. And right at the top, we're like, wait, why are there tail lights already? We we're like stuck on that ramp and then it took for it took half an hour to get in and pay oh, and then park no. i gotta say it doesn't matter when it is disneyland is always crowded yes. we went always crowded. we went four weeks ago on like a tuesday and it was fine yeah really it was like 20 minutes to get on a bunch of rides really? that's pretty crazy i haven't been for quite some time uh yeah it was a uh, it's a huge mistake <laughs> we, we got in the park at i would say around twelve fifteen, and we left at like three thirty. Wow. But, but you got passes. Still? Benefit of having the pass is you yeah. don't, it's no sunk cost. You're just like, eh, right. all right. But did did you take them on the Acorn roller coaster? And uh, the the Peter Pan, the 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 Mickey one, whatever that, the screaming Mickey, not the California Adventure one, the one up in Toontown. Yeah, that used like, to be the Acorn, the little miniature one uh, in the corner. I don't know. It's in the corner. It's not an Acorn. Yeah. Used to be Acorns, but we was wait, it Acorns ever? Mm-hmm. We yeah. wait in this line acorns. and we're like, <laughs> it was like forty minutes. Waiting it was line. a chipmunk like theme thing, what even though that's why they were acorns. What about the alley cat ride? Is that uh, I don't know what that is. Is that Six Flags? I used to like that one a lot. I drove by Six Flags like a week ago, and it it is staggering how many roller coasters they have. Where Six Flags? Yeah, there's yeah. at least kind of twelve roller coasters. You know what like they have more big of? Roller coasters, homies. Yep. Homies. You know they have more of churros. Who want to know where you're from? Yep. <laughs> yep. Why your shoes are red? Uh, and if right. they should shiv you, uh, that's a lot right. of homies there. Yep. A lot of gangster homies. That's mm-hmm. funny because I listened to a This American Life about that. About homies at Six Flags? No, about uh, MS-13 mm. and how they were killing, they were slaughtering all these kids in New Jersey that were immigrants and the cops just ignored it completely because they're like, and eh, they're killing their own. And they mm. didn't care until they killed a couple of white girls. Oh. Or a couple of regular, I don't know if they were white, but a couple of English-speaking well, white girls and all of a sudden. You should clarify that by saying, well, every, regular. Every cop was on the ru- <laughs> uh, No, but you know what I mean? It was your typical piece of shit New Jersey police force. Right, this right. was only last year. Mm-hmm. And the, I think the it's gangs fake news. were, uh, you know, could could have been actually. Oh. I think oh. we give MS-13 way too much credit. Yeah, MS-14 is way, way harder. MS-21. Have you seen what they do? MS sixty nine, they just kind of around. Put the pound. Hey, you want to uh, you want to see MS thirteen in act or, or or see a little tale about MS thirteen? No, highly recommend Sin Nombre. Sin Nombre, yeah, I saw it. So good, right? It's pretty good. So, what? Pretty good? No, it's great. I watched a movie. Uh, it's great. The other day. Wait, I want to hear about his roller coaster experience. Oh. Did you have to brace his head so his neck didn't snap? I had to hold him, and he was like very excited. But then the kid who got in front of us. Yeah. started crying and had Fuck to get off kid. the ride. And I was like, oh, boy, this is how it starts. Like, I was worried about the empathy thing. And then yeah. the kid behind us was like, ah, I can't do it. And uh, 
but he was like, no, this is going to be fun. And then it started and it goes up, you know, and he's like into it. And then the second it started to like go, Lauren has it on video. He just immediately is like, <laughs> just wide eyed smile kind of goes away. He's just kind of like, uh, and by the time it ended, he was like, it was a little scary. But do you think he wants to do it again now? He said it was fun. How, did you take him on the Haunted Mansion? The line was too long. Yeah. He's been on it before, though. He loved it. Pirates of the Caribbean, though? Yes. But he likes well, the, we probably like Pirates <laughs> Again, better. didn't do that yesterday. We, that was the only ride we did. The rest of the time, we were on just the Tom Sawyer Island. Yeah, I went to Disneyland on 4th of July, like 25 years ago. Oh, and what a we bad went on, decision. We went on zero rides, <laughs> did zero things, and <laughs> we paid full price. So uh, st- did the same thing you did. Like got there at noon and split it three and vowed never to go back you saw groups of people with lots of zeros behind that number it was because it's big, big it number. wasn't even mm-hmm. large, large number of people mm-hmm. it wasn't lots even fun being mm-hmm. in there it was How just much miserable one glass i swear it was like two fingers maybe three like little ice shack's fingers not not shack's fingers no <laughs> my fingers which are kind of stubby they should they should measure based on the person ordering's fingers ah fuck yeah they should it's not a bad idea right <laughs> Yeah, yeah but then alcoholics will like break their fingers oh. so they get all swollen. Oh, so they're swollen? <laughs> yeah. They're constantly chopping them up, hoping they'll get a finger donor that has bigger fingers. Get bee stings on Oh, they get like a, Im- finger implants. They got these big old fat hot dog fingers. You've got a real problem if you're going to the levels of stinging your fingers so that they'll be bigger. I would have done that when I was a kid. And we did, went to great lengths to, to catch a buzz. I got to hey. say something about that whiskey now that I think about it, because part of the reason I used to drink Crown Royal, I spent probably four years doing nothing but Crown Royal. I loved it. Hmm. And part of the reason was I didn't really get Made a hangover feel like a from it. And I wonder if that Costco brand is exactly the same. They add the hangover. No, because it's they so you know it's it filtered of. so many times. No, I know exactly what it is. If I, if I drink, in it. if I had a few drinks tonight, uh, I'll be fine tomorrow. It's just that okay. my body was like, what? We're doing this again? <laughs> I thought we were done with this. I, I don't have the defenses up. <laughs> I got to go uh, give the boy another bottle. So can you guys... Uh, See, having fun or freaking One out? He's having a really good time. Of milk. But I want him to sleep so that we can get up and do stuff this afternoon. Oh, you should go to Crema Street, Michael, uh, right down the street before... Uh, oh, you can't because you have to go somewhere. Wait, is that the place right on the corner? No. Mm. that's uh, What's that place? That's another I place. I would love to go there, but, uh, ice cream, I but I do Crema have to be somewhere at... One o'clock in the Larchmont district. That's far away. Um, bah, 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 bah. Oh, speaking of King Kong, ruining your your, you mean your King, nephew, King Kong. King Kong. Uh, we were gonna go. We were thinking about going to uh, uh, Universal this weekend, and I was yeah. so stoked. And I was like, we were like, the train was going. Like we were going. Okay, and we could go yeah. here, yeah. and we can go there, and Universal. And I'm like, the best part's gonna be the tram, and the boy's gonna yep. love the tram. And yep. then I'm like, oh, fucking King Kong. That That's would right. just destroy him. That's right. <laughs> that would ruin him. The rest of the tram would probably be pretty cool. The shark might scare him a little bit, but probably not. But King Kong, especially the new 3D. Maybe you can get King like Kong. one of those Abu Dhabi terrorist, terrorist? terrorist <laughs> Who's bags. Who's my little terrorist? Like you can get a bag to put over his head for the King Kong thing, so he's just like a little more sedated. I think I'll just wait a year or two <laughs> till I can explain it to him better. All right, I'll be right back. All right. The, uh, you have you taken Zach food? to uh, Universal? Uh, I don't go to Universal. I'm a we're a Disney family. No, uh, just no, not yet. I will at some point. I'm, I guess. I wonder what the age. Uh, so, so he really does like Disneyland because when I went with my nephew when he was two and a half, he did not care for it. I mean, he likes it in the sense that like he gets to go and do something fun with us, and yeah. like he sees Mickey. But he Mouse. doesn't have any certain passion for like Disneyland. No, uh, Anderson saving a bee with a with a hockey stick. 
Like um, it doesn't represent like the same thing it represented to me, which was like happy times and you know. Well, he knows it's a fun place. That he gets like a balloon and gets candy and gets to see. Oh my god, he gets a balloon. How much does that cost? Ugh, it was nine dollars. Fuck. But we didn't get him one last time, and it was like the only thing he was asking for, and he was being very polite and a good boy. And the second we bought it, the Dodgers immediately scored two runs. So somehow you correlated that. It's a rally balloon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You might have seen me tweet you're, yesterday. You're like, he got like three grand in debt to balloon. <laughs> he got like thirty retweets, so it's it's real. Yeah. Okay, that proves it. Yep. Um, real news. Yeah, we should have gone today. We 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 were trying to figure out if we were going Monday or Tuesday, but I knew I had that thing that I had to do this morning. But I should have just done it this morning. We should have gone yeah. today, and we should have done this podcast yesterday. This is a good opportunity to teach kids like va- the value of money at Disneyland. Well, how? Well, like, buy him some, something that's delicious, and then buy him a balloon, and then go, from here on out, you only get one of these things. Each time we come. And then if he, if he orders a balloon, then you let him, like, take a quick look at your ice cream sandwich or something and go, oh, my God, this is so you spend a lot good. of time with two-and-a-half-year-olds? None. <laughs> but I'm trying to think of a way to raise your kid for you. I w- did you bring him to the fair? No, I really wanted to, but it yeah. just never worked out with my schedule. It's funny that you have a window between when he's old enough to totally dig it and you're like a f- family yes. to when he just wants to go with his friends. Or, yeah, there's that window where, you know when you're like out and you see like the 15-year-old yeah. who's stuck with their parents and you're yeah. like, oh, I'm uh, so sorry. They you're on the cusp uh, of freedom, sweet freedom. So ter- I, I was at this kid's museum a couple weeks ago where I take Zach and... It was clearly like the grandkids were visiting grandma from out of town or something like that. And she kind of forgot how old they are. Because like, this is like a this children's museum is for like, I mean, probably 11 and under, you know, 10 and under yeah. maybe. Yeah. And one of them had to be 15. One of them was like 13. And Already another, having sex. Another was like 12. Yeah. But one of them had probably diddled something. And, uh. Yeah, they were just like wandering. They looked, they looked like uh, like Victorian ghosts wandering the hallway of a hotel because they just had nothing to do. But like, they don't want to let down Grandma being yeah. like, "This is boring." Like, they're just wandering from thing to thing. And then there's the uh, every now and then I'll see like a young person, like maybe fifteen or sixteen. It's usually a girl or a super confident guy, and they're with the parents or the grandparents, and they're having a great time. And you're like, "How did that guy get to be so?" cool yeah like how did he get to because i do see 15 and 16 year olds that recognize oh my parents i love my parents they want to spend time with me i'm just going to make the most of it. i'm not going to sit there like pouting like i'm you know bordering on being a goth well that was like me but also my parents like we did relatively cool normal things yeah <laughs> i went somewhere that uh i know you guys have both been but i'm going to pretend like you haven't so i can present it to you as it's my discover death valley the Death Valley. Have you been? No. The uh, Science Get Center. Get up at eight. I went to the Science Center a couple days ago and, mm-hmm. and went, did the King Tut ex- exhibit, and I had completely King forgotten Tut. about all the spacecraft there, and it's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. They have a shuttle there, right? There's a shuttle there. There's a but there's uh, Apollo or Gemini. A lot of that's 11. outside. Yeah. You can see it. So yeah. you, just don't, you don't even have to pay. You just go and park by the, uh, the Coliseum and wander around. I, uh, I paid. Do they sell the McDonald's in there? I don't know. There used to be a McDonald's in the Science Center. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Isn't the King Tut like a replica? No, but there's it. Most of the good stuff's not there. <laughs> it's King Tut with two T's. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It's just one word, King Tut. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. I mean, it's it's there's three or four of the main artifacts from his tomb that are not there. They have his mummy dick. His mummy dick is there. Nice. Why? Yep. The Why? balls are still in Egypt. Because I got to say mummy dick, and now everyone's thinking about a shaft wrapped with. Well, like when I looked at the, uh, <laughs> I looked at the website. <laughs> all I funny. wanted was an answer to whether I could bring a camera or not, mm-hmm. and it's like. Is King Tut's death mask here? No, it's not. Is King Tut's mummy here? No, it's not. It's, it, there's like five big things. So it's just his sarcophagus? It, no. Is this like a, things from like King Tut's vacation home? It's some of his toy, like his bed, his chair. You're like, you basically, his bed? You, yeah. You went to a place that was like, here's Elvis's chair from his uh, the hotel he stayed at one time. Uh-huh. Isn't it kind of weird that it's all like stuff that was in his grave, essentially? And they're like, hey, look what we found. It's Let's more than kind of weird. it around the world. It's, I, I'll tell you something. I was walking through Hollywood. I've been to Hollywood Forever twice in the past couple of weeks. I was walking through Hollywood Forever. It's There's a, a funeral going on, so I was very respectful. And the preacher was telling the people sitting there in fold-up chairs, like whatever the guy's name was, if it's Phil. You know, Phil will live forever in this spot, blah, 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 blah. And... Phil's was a good like, dude. Phil's not going to live forever in this spot. King fucking Tut didn't live forever in his right. spot, and he was King Tut. It's yeah. funny that we find tombs and graves, and we're like, look Dig it up. Look what we found. Yes, yeah. I know. This thing that I people know. put specifically right here. We're like, well, yeah. we found it. And like they put King Tut's bed in there because they really believed like he would need yeah. that in the afterlife. Well, the right? guy, the guy who discovered his grave, gets so much credit in the opening film and at the end that uh, the grave robber. Gets like I don't I don't know why it was so hard to find his grave. Like it hundreds, had, if not thousands, of people worked on it. Well, the, and knew not, where he was buried. Not a lot of them were left. I know, but <clears throat> I just think it's so weird. There's this it's, guy that's this famous person, King Tutankhamun, and we just go in there and just take his shit, well, and put it on display <laughs> for money. It's also weird that like yeah, that there's like a like we can't desecrate the graves no. of people, but it's like. Yeah, it's been a couple thousand. Fucking dig them up. Who gives a shit? Well, oh. Why not? Oh, that why don't we just, ground? It's a why don't we go old. take my, Michael Jackson Paint out of over. his grave and put it on? Like, display. is there a clock? I remember uh, yes. Cath- Catherine Wood yes. brought this up a while ago. He said, like, at, at what point? It was one of the smartest things I ever heard Catherine Wood uh, bring up on the show on Loveline back in the day. Welcome to Loveline After Disaster, by the way. Bringing that back. Um, mm-hmm. And he said, Drew. He po- posed this question. He said, he said, when is it like a crime? A scene and when is it like found remains like what is that time frame yeah like if i find a body out in 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 a like when i'm on a hike or something and it's 100 years old is that like remain is it is it like a found yeah. you know what I mean? yeah like is there a clock counting like for michael jackson or elvis and like <laughs> uh people realize like in 100 years from now we can dig this up and make some money on it i feel like it's like the clock's going mm, down 300 years there 300? absolutely is a clock because of all the people to dig up and take out and put on display King Tut. Well, his his little uh, uh, casket's pretty cool. I know, but that seems like one you wouldn't touch. Why him? It was the king of Egypt. There's a lot of pharaohs. So. I know, but that seems like you'd be like, this is the one we need to respect for eternity, but it's like, nah. I like how Egypt has so, so much pull in, in Mike's mind. I know, Mike is like really deferential to the, the kings of Egypt. <laughs> well, I'm not saying, I don't want to dig up George Washington's remains either. But. Well, that clock is getting close. You it's coming. I, mean, I like, I like I hope it happens in my life. Of Egypt just putting their foot down and going, look, if you guys are going to get kinked out, we get, we get George Washington. We get Lincoln. For, we, we, we get, get Lincoln, Lincoln for a, a month. <laughs> you know what? That is, that is more than a fair trade. It is. I feel like ambassadors probably are talking about this right now behind yeah. closed doors. 
Because Probably. because Americans right now, like self-righteous Americans, would be like, you can't have Lincoln. That's worth way more than King Tut. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, King Tut could have bought and sold Lincoln in fucking five seconds, right? <laughs> that, right? Once again, Mike really giving a lot of uh, power that, to, that, to the pharaohs of <laughs> Egypt. <laughs> that comedian I was telling you guys to watch, James A. Castro. Cairo is the center of Mike's universe. <laughs> he talks about, because he's British, he talks about how you know they basically plundered the world of all its like riches, right? And uh, he's, I think he's talking about Egypt and he's like, you know, what is like, what are we doing where we have all this shit on display that we stole and we make people from that country where it's from come and pay us money to look at their own shit. And we're like, nah, you can't have it back. It's ours. But they're like, no, but that's ours. Like you stole it. They're like, mm, yeah, you don't get it. It's the American way. Yeah, that it's is the American, American way. way. It's the American way. It's British. Talking about British, maybe uh, it's the human Brits, way. Brits are pretty bad too. With the, the, the World War Two, a lot of a lot of spoils, uh, a lot of spoils. Before World War II, what are you talking about? World War Two? It all it all happened in World War Two. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, where I forgot. Mostly was it Nazis. In, was it in Argentina? Where was that giant yeah, we museum that burned to the ground? What? Like Arkansas. Where? Arkansas. What no. burned? No. no, not Arkansas. The pyramid that burned. A very very reputable museum burned to the ground. When was this? Oh, the Louvre last week. Yeah. Oh, the Louvre. Yeah. It's because they... Uh, the Louvre burned to the ground. Those, those, was it in Brazil? Those water chambers. The, the Louvre were, of Brazil. The water chambers were empty. <laughs> so a pyromaniac was able to get through and burn it down. I don't know what you're talking about. Remember I said that the Louvre yeah. was under... The walls were filled with water. I forgot you had said that. The walls Foolish were filled boy. with water. Hey, I, I hate a lot of things that I hear people say on a regular basis. And my my the one that I've hated for a long time, but it hasn't really uh, occurred to me just how much I hate it until I've heard it quite a bit recently. And that is... Uh, Please don't say daddy. When people say that children are our future. And, yeah. and I am so I fucking the children tired. I had to sing that song for sixth grade graduation back in the day. Mm-hmm. Did so you I believe memorized it then? the entire... Uh, sure didn't bother me then. You believed it. But... And people always... They get this profound look in their eyes. Like they're, they're saying something that'll blow your fucking yeah. mind. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, no shit. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, yeah. You know who, who the bear's future are? Cubs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Baby yep. cubs. And yep. they're going to grow up to be big cubs in the future. Yep. And they are the future. You know, baseball's future has no cubs. All children. What's that? Children are baseball's future. Yeah, yeah. They are. Mm-hmm. Why, why do people have to say things like that? Puppies are dogs' future. Where? You gotta think of the children. They are yeah. our future. I wanna, and it's, it's such, hey, a, such a selfish thing. You see too. that it's article like, written maybe yesterday you don't care that about the world's kids, gonna when, end in 22 years? When you think about this, when you think about this, when I put it in this, these terms, you don't care about kids, but they are your future. Yep. Now do you care? Now do you care? Do you care now? I bet you do. 22 years. I don't care. You still don't care? Well, they're not my future. They're their, it's their future. But they'll, 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 they'll try and make the argument that it's the, the, the Earth's future. And uh, I, yeah. I hate it. Yeah. I, I just hate it a lot. I really, really hate it. Yeah. Well, I remember why I had to drink uh, whiskey because I, I, I had to see Venom last night. And then mm-hmm. I came home and I was like, I need a little whiskey to wash that away. Uh, I heard a comic book nerd reviewing it and it seemed to be the worst movie he'd ever seen. Hmm. There are worse movies, but uh, seems like they spend a lot of time on the graphics and maybe not much else. I feel like we should have gotten organized and boycotted uh, the day it came out and, and had every, everyone should have just gone to see Upgrade instead. That would have been a real statement to Hollywood. That requires organization. Yeah, that requires right. me knowing what Upgrade is. Upgrade is the best movie you haven't seen this year. Mm. You will love it. I've or, seen like, or that I've I seen like you seen will like two movies this love year, it. So. Speaking of the the future and children, uh, I I predict this: uh, you're going to watch Upgrade in the near future, and you're going to send me a a text that reads, "Upgrade is tad." Well, what about a Star is Born? 
Uh, I've seen that tonight. Upgrade, Tai Tai. Upgrade. I'll watch it. Have you seen Good Time? Upgrade. Yeah, Good Time's good, but not good, good Times. Upgrade. Just watched Good Time the other night. I love that guy. The, the, the mentally challenged dude. He's incredible. Dynamite. Yeah, yeah. He's the uh, co-writer and director. Wait, are you really? talking about the yeah. TV show Jesus. Good Times? No, Good Time with Robert Pattinson. Plays a... Plays a brother. Of a bank robbery yes. duo yeah. and a night that goes terribly wrong. It's very enjoyable. With uh, I am the captain now. Yes. <laughs> That's what he legally changed his name to. Thank God that guy's still working. We, Brian and I were talking on the film ball about how that guy needs to change his name because it's a name that I will never, ever master. I have mm. no idea what it is. And if you change his I name... I don't like to like, use the word master. Mm. 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 I don't like where your head's at, that it would go there. Mm. You mean mm. my head's all over the place, that it goes everywhere. If he changed his name to Johnny B, I think that guy would be a household name and he would get a lot of work. Johnny, Johnny B. B. Johnny, Johnny B. B. Remember Johnny B from I Am the Captain? No. Yeah. Johnny B. Johnny B. Johnny B kills it. <laughs> if you'd like to watch this movie, it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, is it on is it on Amazon Prime now? Good time. Stream it, baby. The uh yeah, the uh Softy Brothers. Safty? Softy. Safty. Safty Brothers. Where can I see upgrade? Uh I don't know, but it's worth seeing, even if you've got to throw a couple bucks at it. Yeah, not, not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I've wanted to go to a, to a movie theater establishment and see a <laughs> presentation of a film. <laughs> <laughs> I've wanted to yeah. speak. Yeah. I've wanted to see a movie in a theater for the last couple of months and I haven't done it yet because mm-hmm. uh, every time I peruse the newspaper, <laughs> theatrical <laughs> presentations... <laughs> No, every time I every time I'm like, I want to go to a movie this afternoon. Uh-huh. That's when I get some popcorn. I'm gonna sit down in a theater. I want to yeah. watch a good movie. That's how it works. And the theaters that are near me, there doesn't seem to be anything that's appealing. What a weird. Am I the last like generation that recalls yeah. like looking through yeah. newspapers for Absolutely. movie times? You might be. Yeah. Absolutely. That's how I used to do it all the time. God, it's the so only weird. way we had to do. That's yeah. the only option. A movie phone. You're right. Movie it was phone. also like the last chance that movies would really try to uh, like lie to you. Because they like cover, like they know that it's on the page with yeah. like showtimes, so they'd buy those ads and yep. it'd really be like littered with stars. Yeah. But the, with like this like point yeah. two font that was like you know Jim's Weekly, like you yeah. know not like not a reputable source. But you Do could you, Google it, so you're just like, oh, no, it's got a lot of stars. I saw my favorite one was that movie. It might have been Sniper, that shitty movie with Tom Berenger mm-hmm. <laughs> and the dude from Titanic. I remember that movie because we got kicked out, but the. Because Marines were complaining about our jokes. For real. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait wait a minute. Oh, they should be complaining whether they're jokes or not. <laughs> I went. Because they're audible. And I, know, I know. I know. That might have been it too. <laughs> they probably wasn't. What were, were your jokes? I went to that movie at a theater called UA Glasshouse in San Diego with my friend Dave. The you theater was very scope empty. Scope things out? The, 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 mm. the bottom. The movie is about. A new, the new sniper that comes into town, mm-hmm. and he's going to replace the old sniper who's been in the jungle for like twenty years sniping for America. <laughs> right, old sniper hates the new sniper. New <laughs> sniper's green behind the ear, you know, you're, you're right. wet behind the ears. Doesn't know how to do anything. So doesn't know how to do anything. Here goes snipe in the jungle. You don't know how to do anything. <laughs> Never mind how it ends, which of course is the new sniper, old sniper finally see eye to eye and, and they realize the government's against them. Right. But they're they're in a river and they're holding two vines above their head and that's where they're going to sleep so that the people they're going to snipe don't s- smell them because the river will hide their smell. And the the old sniper they sleep says, "Sleep in running water." Yeah, in a thick <laughs> up to their necks. 
And the old sniper says, just don't take a piss because the bugs will swim up your dick. And my friend goes, too late. I just took a shit. <laughs> and that's when they came and kicked us out. <laughs> it was one of the funniest things I'd ever heard in my life. Point <laughs> is, the ad for Sniper funny, said one of the best films I've seen, like Roger Ebert. And they had taken his <laughs> review that said one of the one of the films this year that I was looking forward to was Sniper. This was one of the worst movies I've seen. It was like that, and they just took the beginning and the end and put it together. <laughs> I swear to God. I wonder if they're still allowed to do that. Dot, dot, dot. Like, one of dot, 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 the dot, dot, movies, was, dot, dot, It was no less. To see. It was no less than what I just explained. It was like one of the films I, I most look forward to. One of, this is one of the worst films I've seen. One of the best films I've seen. Who's, they took out the whole middle section and just put that? one of the best films I've seen. Four stars. Roger Ebert. one guy that always gives good reviews so they put his name on the reviews. Yeah, I know there's that one guy, but I don't know his name. Joel Sherman? Is something like that? I don't know. Something like that. Like a Google there's, search will probably tell you. There's some Peter, guy. Peter Travers gets his name on a lot of movies that are just okay. PD. I went to that Cal Jam thing over the weekend. Oh, man. God. What's, what's Cal Jam? It was fucking awesome, dude. I didn't want to bring it up on the show last week, but because uh, I wasn't resentful. What's that? I want to clear that up. I feel like Mike's about to. But I made. I meant to bring it up. Stage an attack. Um, I got invited to the Cal Jam pre-show party in Van Nuys Wednesday night. But we were doing the show, mm. and Foo Fighters played, Pink played, mm. a bunch of people played in the parking lot, and Dave Grohl barbecued. Why didn't we go to that? We could have gone do it. I just didn't bring it up because I didn't <laughs> want you to think that I was not happy being there with you guys doing the show when I could have been at a Foo Fighters barbecue. And the the dude who invited me texted me throughout the sh- like, like even eleven o'clock at night. He goes, "Dude, we're still here. Come on over." And I was just too tired. Mm-hmm. We could have just gone there. But Cal Jam sounded I don't, I don't good. Think we had an invite. Tyler. Who'd you see? Did what, he, what is Cal did, Jam? He did I see Cal Jam was like a rock festival in the seventies out at that end of war, right? That it was in San Glen, Francisco, Glen, I think. I think they did some out here too. I maybe, don't know. Whatever. Maybe, yeah. Whatever. It's at that uh, Glen Helen Pavilion out on like that burned. Yeah. Uh, right, burned. right before that's you where the US festival was to Vegas that's where they used to have Inland Invasion mm-hmm. yes I think they still do that's where I saw uh, Guns and Roses that's where I saw the Black Crows and I was so stoned <laughs> I, I felt like I was floating and I had to leave <laughs> and I was try. I drove home and I talked to my friend Matt the entire drive home and said my car is the smoothest car <laughs> and all I talked about was how smooth my car is neither one of us really ever smoked pot and we ate pot brownies and went out to see the Black Crows when in Rome. <laughs> it was uh it was the first time ever that I was sitting through a twenty minute long guitar solo and I thought, This is perfect. This is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. there was a lot of that, which is great. It's great. I mean for the guy for the guy like me who wishes he had got to go to rock shows mm-hmm. in the seventies, like it's the kind of who, ideal. But who'd you who was the what was your favorite part uh, of the show? We got there just in time for we got there at like four o'clock. We we caught um Greta Van Fleet. Yeah. Which is that new band that's like they sound kind of like a zeppelin ripoff yeah but they're very good very entertaining um and it's like a cool like for people who don't know it's like a outdoor amphitheater with like a big lawn area yep um yep. big like rolling hill 30, so 35 you, you just buy a lawn ticket and, and lay down and smoke joints and yep. <laughs> drink a tall boy and watch watch a show but the the foo fighters they also um well other bands greta van fleet uh iggy pop Oh, um, yeah. Iggy was at the barbecue, too. That, man, that guy's a weird body. 
It's yeah. like ripped, but like old, but mm-hmm. man, energy. That guy's crazy. God, I should have gone to that barbecue. Uh, Tenacious D. Yep. Um, nice. Who else was there? I don't know, but they had like little carnival things set up too. So like me and Joey did this, like we did one of those uh, potato sack slides. Were the parking lot? No, it's just like up on the hill. And then they had a second stage with some other stuff set up. Um, and then Foo Fighters played a like two and a half, I don't know, two, two and a half hour set starting with like their most recent and then worked all the way back all the way through their hits like in reverse yeah. order and then it ended with a six song Nirvana uh reunion tribute did chris novoselic come he was there pat smear um day was on drums and then a singer from guitar a a band called deer tick i didn't know before they had played the festival he kind of sounds like kurt so he sang the first two songs and then joan jett came out and played guitar and sang the kurt vocals on like four more songs that's pretty pretty great i'm not a huge nirvana head but i was like i can i can enjoy this for like the you know historical aspect that's pretty cool man i would like to have seen that how yeah. late, so so uh how late was it that you got out of that show it was over at like twelve fifteen, and it started raining it's too late for mike as we walked to the car it's too late for mike was it sold out uh i mean there was still room on the lawn so i guess not technically uh first show i've seen security hit someone's joint <laughs> oh really they security was like walking through the crowd and these two guys were blasting this blunt like it was just and they walked through and the guy like tried to like you know like cup it but like it's just like everywhere yeah, yeah and the guy walked by and like gave him like eyes like like what's up and like and, and like kind of like leaned down and then walked away and i was like what just happened and then that security guy came back about five minutes later without the other person that he was with and just came stood between the guys and they just slid him the joint and he just went wow and walked away and i was like oh hell yeah and i got on footage and then the guy in front of me was a very old man wearing an iron maiden shirt and i thought he was just laying down relaxing and enjoying the show with yeah. his with his uh wife and, and daughter uh. he's probably like he's probably late 60s um and then he just went and just ralphed just straight into the grass mm-hmm. right next to him got like beer foam and chunks all over the, his wife's got back. a very weak stomach that was upsetting was squee there oh squee was not there that would ruin the whole thing for me what about tobin um, no, Tobin was not there. Uh, so yeah, that was a that was an interesting moment. That sounds uh, that sounds fun. Was yeah. that the first festival you've been to like that? No, I've been to Coachella. Oh yeah, okay. This was the most festival I've been to that was like my speed of yeah. just like you went to have Wii some Rose beers. Drink, you never went to Lollapalooza stuff. All the music is like the kind of music I want it to be. Yeah. Um, it was very perfect weather. It was delightful. It was a, a wonderful, a wonderful Saturday. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Have a good Saturday if you can. Sunday, I went to the the Gentle Barn. The Gentle Barn. Is that that animal rescue? Yeah. Where's that at? It's a cool rescue. It's uh, Valencia, home of the uh, town that killed Paul Walker. Awesome town, you mean? Valencia. Valencia. That's what what they've rebranded. Oh, really? They've rebranded Awesome Awesome Town? Awesome Town. Hmm. Who who is the person behind that rebranding? Because I don't like that one goddamn bit. Nor do I. O.J. Simpson. So, uh, yeah. The Gentle Barn... I recommend it. I love the idea behind it. It, 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 What it is, it's a rescue for barn animals. Mm -hmm. And their goal, their their objective, their mission statement is to have one in all 50 states. So far, they got three. Is it just chickens? Tennessee. They got one out here, obviously. And then... uh, What are barn animals? Cows, chickens, horses? All those. Yes, pigs. Sheep? As well. Sheep, goats. Why are they barn animals? Emus. Emus. Because they're like, you know, they're, they're, they're bred for food. What about lemurs? Lemurs are not bred for food, mm. generally. Like, okay, here are the animals that there are there. Is a, you know who there, likes lemurs? There is a lemur rescue up in. Oh no, that's a given rescue. Never mind. Sorry. But you know who you know who loves lemurs? 
episode your, three your of Maniac. Oh, really? What? Ma- what? Your neighbors. My neighbors like lemurs? Mm-hmm. Why is that? I don't know. It's on the back of their car. I love lemurs. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. That is kind of odd. Yep. Yeah. I only lemurs got are pretty great. I only got to episode two of Maniac, and I don't know if I should continue watching it. Why not? Because I'm not Fukunaga. really into it. Kerry Fukunaga. I like it a lot. The guy that did Sonombre. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Look at that. It all comes back together. Uh, okay, so gent- gentle barn. So you go to the supermarket in the meat section, not the fish section, but the meat yeah. section, all the, the, the things that you see that are so- sold in not that section, fish section are alive and being cared for at the gentle barn. And uh, it's not cheap, but I don't mind paying, or actually Jillian paid for this one, but uh, like 20 bucks per adult, 10 bucks for a child, mm-hmm. even though he's not two yet. So fifty bucks to go and Six, we get to sixty dollars to bring in your own like a like a prey animal like a lion okay or like a okay. boa constrictor. You know those people that you like want to tease because they're so easy. Yeah, like that's what the staff. I mean, is no, there. The entire staff is made up primarily of volunteers. Uh, each animal has its own volunteer that's hovering, and they got probably one hundred and eighty animals there. So that's not true. They don't have, a, a, but they probably have 60 volunteers. And the volunteers are the type of people, and I see a lot of these type of people up at camp too. Which hearts of gold, hearts are pretty much in the right place, but they're living vicariously as victims through the children or, in this case, the animals. Okay. And uh, this is what happens when you're approaching, let's say, like we pre- approach the emu, which looks like a, a, an ostrich. It's a giant mm-hmm. bird. Yeah. yeah, hi. A girl with braces, probably 15 years old, uh, obviously had some traumatic issues in her past. Very fragile. Very, okay. very, 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 very fragile. Yeah, hi. Yeah, the, uh, the emu doesn't like to be touched um, on its body at all, only its head and neck. Only its head and neck. You go up to the pig. Yeah, the pig doesn't like to be touched around the face at all. Only, only its body. Like, there's rules with every and these animals so are just how, laying there. How are you supposed to have sex with them if you're not going to touch them? Hmm. Michael, Jillian, uh, on the, on our way out, right? There were we're there for about forty five minutes, and there's horses, and uh, she's she's we're we're petting the horse. Atticus mm-hmm. is petting the horse, having the time of his life. She she pats the horse's butt. This is after we've already been um, encouraged to yeah. only only touch the Me too. the horse on its ass because that yeah, yeah she, she really likes to be pet on her rear end. So like yep. we're well we're all being ushered towards the back of the horse to only touch yep. it. Every single animal has like a G spot essentially. <laughs> <laughs> it seems. Yep. And uh, Jillian does. A very, she's been around horses her whole life. She was like an equestrian rider when she's she was a little girl. One. She knows her. She's married to an ass. And she does a little, like, light little pat. I didn't really no- notice that she did it. Oh, yeah. the volunteer noticed. And the volunteer was maybe five feet away. Volunteer comes swooping in. This horse has, like, three volunteers. Uh, attached to it and she goes oh no 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 we don't we don't ever hit the animals because it uh, reminds them of when they were traumatized and then sometimes they have adverse reactions I mean, this sounds like a horrible experience <laughs> jesus 50 <laughs> bucks to go in there and have a bunch of traumatized kids tell you how to pet a goat or something i liked i love the idea of it and but then and then there was like little rest stop like wait first of all we you know what i'll wait. find a farmer that will take 50 bucks and let you do whatever you want you got to wait like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. We got there a little early, so we're waiting in like this pen, which is kind yeah. of ironic. So they're treating us like farm animals. Uh, and then we finally, like, it's our time to go in because we have like the 10 o'clock slot. Is and this we the place in. that has kangaroo boxing? No. 
<laughs> I don't think they they would frown on that, Mike. They would frown on that. So then they then we walk through the door. We're finally we're gonna go see some fucking animals, right? Nope. We gotta stand under this tent. There's like twenty of us, and we get like a ten minute lecture from this woman explaining what we gotta do and yeah. what what we're gonna be doing and what we can and cannot do. Is this the first time you've been there? Yes, and the last. I do like it though. I I, I like it. I, I totally recommend going at least once, and I I like the idea behind it for sure because these animals. They all have a story, and most of them were horribly neglected or abused. And this is it just woman, a petting zoo? This woman, that, yeah, it's a massive petting petting zoo. It's a trauma petting zoo. Well, it's ironic because a lot of the animals came from petting zoos where they weren't treated well, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's only open like one day a week for like four hours or something, like ten to two or something. Everything about this sounds terrible. So then, so after our ten minute lecture, we we get after you know I'm like I don't want to go. I don't want to have those people tell me how to pet the animals. I don't want to have to. You know, try to feel sad for over-traumatized animals, and I'm like, okay, I'll go. Uh, it's only open from one to two on one day a week. Then we move on to uh, the, the, the first stop is the cow uh, little uh, mm-hmm. place where they, they keep the cows. There's like yeah. maybe five cows in there. Each cow has a horrible, horrific story. They uh, tell you the stories if you ask. Yeah, and they, the first one was blind, and she was like put aside for veal when she was uh, uh-huh. very young, and then she got some kind of junctivitis in her eye and went blind and. When they first got her, she was like, doing circles because that, that's all she knew how to do because she was locked in a cage for her whole life. and uh, so That was sad. So we, we pet that cow and Atticus is, is, is brushing her. And I, I'm, you know, my heart's going out and like, I'm tearing up a little bit thinking about these animals, how lucky they are that mm-hmm. they get to you know, live out their days in yeah. such a nice, nice environment. Um, but that was after we got our second lecture from the woman to tell us about uh, the cows and what to do and what not to do. And, uh, and, then, and then we go up to this little amphitheater uh, all 20 of us and then we have to sit down to another lecture uh, the food fighters playing at that amphitheater? they were not oh. and this woman this is another volunteer because usually what lame the lady that uh founded the place would usually be giving us this lecture but she was out of town so we got uh the fill-in lady who told us all about the founder uh who founded the place who uh, apparently she had a very traumatic childhood as well everyone's tra- traumatized mm-hmm. here yeah and uh, I guess she grew up back east where there's a lot of ponds. This is the story that she told. And there was a lot of ponds, and she would go there every day, and she became friends with all the animals at the ponds. And then mm-hmm. she realized that it was her dream to make a, a sanctuary for, for abused animals. <laughs> I'm just picturing this weird woman talking to frogs. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to say this because I don't want to be callous about it, and, I, and I, I don't know if I even want to face it or address it. But so there's this one organization. It's called the what farm? The Gentle Barn. The Gentle Barn. So they put so much emphasis on telling you the story about this cow that was saved, about this monkey that was pulled out of the jungle that was being there's abused. No monkeys. Well, whatever. Think meat in the meat section. Just take one cow. Hmm. They, that cow has a story. Dozens of people visit that cow every week and pet it and feel bad for that cow for, because of his traumatic story. And you you you're emotionally vested in this one cow, and then you just have to take two steps back and think, like, okay, since I became aware of this cow, probably five thousand cows have been shot in the head and yeah. made into hamburgers. Right. Mm. So it's kind of a I'm having a weird time like digesting the idea that I'm going to get all invested in one cow mm. when meanwhile they're like falling off a Brazil like that's a true conveyor belt into a meat grinder <laughs> you know what i mean everything though right i know but i don't like that it seems like i should be able to spread my compassion around mm. thin it out a little bit they do slip in quite a bit of pro vegan uh, into yeah. their their jargon as well and they actually had a uh, 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 a sponsor that uh, day that we were there giving out vegan cheese 
Yeah. Which I had one bite of, and then Atticus decided he wanted it, and then he just smashed it in his hands, and I never had another bite, but oh. it seemed like it was okay. Nice. Uh, and then they give you this bullshit um, line, which I'm so tired of the hyperbole, and it just really does yeah. a disservice to the entire cause. Yes, it does. And that happens in everything, in yep. politics especially. Yep. But uh, yep. in this case, so here's here's the, the last part um, right after we heard the vegan spiel from this volunteer who was filling in for the woman that, that created the place, the pond lady. And she's telling us, the volunteer uh, ends with this uh, kicker. She explains that if we could all go with a plant-based diet, which, by the way, I hadn't heard anyone say call vegetarianism plant-based diet until maybe a year ago, and now it's just everywhere. I've heard it, yeah, last couple well, years. That's vegan. Plant-based diet. Is it just because they're the shame, the, the, the vegan shame, so they renamed it, rebranded it? Plant, please don't call me a vegan. I'm a plant-based diet. It's, 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 a, it's a plant-based diet. So she tells, tells us that, and she goes, if one person gives up meat and, and eats a plant-based diet for one year, you will save 180 animals. That was her, her statement, right? And I, at the time, I just thought, whatever. And then she goes, and there's about that many animals on this on this farm here. Uh, so think about that as you're walking through and petting the various animals in their G-spots. Uh, you could save all of them if you gave up meat for a year. And then I'm, I'm driving home, and I'm thinking about it. Atticus and Jillian didn't hear this part because Atticus, you know, he's two-year-old. He didn't want to hear a, a second or a third lecture. <laughs> yeah. So he, he, Jillian had to take him out because he was crying and, and not having a good time before we got to go in to actually touch the, the actual animals, right? Yeah. So All I'm thinking about is in the days where I ate hamburgers almost every single day, there's no goddamn way I was eating more than a cow a year. So, yeah. That's let alone 180 180. Animals. So I did the math. No way. I eat meat, right? I, I'm not real proud of it. And I'm trying to cut way back, even though, I'm, even though I'm kind of flirting with the idea of going carnivore diet for a while to see because I've heard so many good things, but I don't want to because I'm trying to give up meat. So it's a real conundrum I got going. But uh, I was thinking about it. 180, that's half an animal a day. I don't eat half an animal a day. So what they're doing is they're, they're factoring in shrimp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I eat 180 shrimp a year. Was there shrimp on the farm? No, there weren't. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was bullshit. Go, goat, shrimp. I'm not saving 180 of those animals a year by is not it, eating meat. Is it one of those things though where she means like the production of animal? Like if because if you if the consumer demand decreases, then how how many animals are killed to be parted out per person? Like is that where she's saying like the macro? Like she's not saying you like, you specifically eat 180 animals a day or a year, but like your particip- she's saying that you participation in the meat. If you were to abstain from meat for a year, you would save 180 animals, and I don't see. Even in what you're saying, how that would be true. I think it's just hyperbole. And I think it's it's a nice little uh, narrative to fit the number of animals they have on this on this farm. So I think I, I feel bad though that I'm talking badly about it because I love yeah. I love animals. I love these guys, and I love what they're doing. It's just the volunteers are fucking weird. Brought to you by the Gentle Barn. <sighs> Only twenty dollars for this adult. one guy. He was like he had he looked like Gibby Haynes of the Butthole Surfers. He had really long hair and he was super skinny, but he had a huge pot belly. You know those guys? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess ten minutes to move his car. Yeah, ten minutes to move your car before You're less than five street, minutes to get out of here. Street sweeper. And uh, I saw him. I noticed him, and he was a little bit. He was in the horse corral spot. Mm-hmm. And Did he say, I "Only gently pat my belly." <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hear what he was saying, but I did feel his hand as it caressed my back. Yeah. And I turn around, and yeah. he's just—he's staring at me. And it's not like a, a friendly stare. It's yeah. like a, what are you doing, man? And I'm like, yeah, what's up? He's like, please move. Ooh. And I look, and there's a woman bringing a blind horse with sway back down the aisle. And I guess I was in the way. 
and it was a very odd way of him telling me to move and yeah. I had contact with him and then this poor fucking horse they parade out and then put it in its little pin had sway back and I asked Jillian what that was and she goes oh that means like somebody probably rode it when it was too young so it's it's like a normal looking horse but it's it it, it, it the, the back just dips like severely like it this looks so like sad. It looks this, like a wiener dog. So just breaking my heart all of a sudden. It looks like a wiener dog with. Everyone uh, go. Uh, if you like need Slinky it, from uh, Toy Story. If you need to pick me up, watch Last Minutes with Odin after this. <laughs> Don't watch Last Minutes <laughs> with Odin. No, definitely go watch Last Minutes with Odin. All right, <sighs> um, but I, I I recommend going at least once, especially if you have a kid. I'm never uh, going after this. The Gentle Barn. It's I don't want. I don't need to be filled good with, cause. with their lies. Oh, you know what you can do. And I'm terrible, uh, uh, but if, if if you're looking to give some money to a good cause charity and it's tax deductible, my buddy uh, did this last year. He raised money for camp, Brian Border. This year, my buddy Mule is raising money for camp, and I'll put a link up on my site, AndersonCowan.com, which is uh, I, I, you can give uh, as little or as much as you like, and uh, he's been nominated to be hero of camp, and they're, they're trying to raise money for camp again, as they do every year. So I know a lot of you did that last year. It's tax deductible. If you'd like to do it again this year for my buddy Mule, who's been going to camp since before me, uh, look for the link on the top of my site, AndersonCowan.com. And I'll be in Philly this Saturday and Boston the following Saturday. Uh, so come out and see me in Philly or Boston if you live in those areas, and then Santa Ana on November 10th. So do, October uh, 13th, Philly. October 20th, Boston. And I'll be showing Gruber's. That's why I'll be there. And Do not see me on any of those days. Please do not come out and find me. I'll be at the Gentle Barn. And I recommend lecturing people hit, hitting the gentle barn uh, at least once if you're local or if you're coming out here to, to if visit. you stop eating meat today you can save over 400 bats we really <laughs> encourage you to hug a cow because your mm-hmm. day's just that much better yeah. if you hug a cow I just kept waiting for something weird because this whole thing sounds creepy to me but I was waiting like don't pet him here don't pet him there. some of the volunteers were nice but yeah. uh, I could tell that they're all living the trauma vicariously yeah. through these animals and it made me uncomfortable a little bit like every single one of the volunteers ah, 80 percent of the volunteers you could just see the trauma yeah. on their face it's kind of like a self-selecting kind of a pool of yeah like, talent right you know what the worst part is when we first got there i saw that it was like you know volunteer and i'm like hey maybe i'd volunteer yep that that you could you could take it over from the inside that fled my mind Not soon and thereafter shabby. take it Not hostile takeover shabby. And then, a- oh my god you're the ultimate you're the ultimate villain then you churn up all the animals like for food ah. you take it over take over the, the take over the the organization from the inside i would like to have an inside man fire all the board members if you were to like whip out like a, and you uh, become a farm a, 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 a pack of beef jerky or something yeah. in that there would there would be a frenzy like they would they would churn on you so i can't imagine because like they're so hungry that no the, the type of people that like you know what you ordering a hamburger right now is like carnage it, it's really really upsetting to me do they I make can't. plant jerky because i'd eat the shit out of some plant jerky yeah i think it's called celery mm. you know what good point plant jerky new name for celery <laughs> plant jerky <laughs> the gentle barn I hate that place now. No, I feel bad it. because oh. it's. Well, it's I don't want to go there. Good, I don't want to get preached at. I don't want to. Such get a good cause. At. Isn't there another one called like the Rock and Roll Farm? I think that's another one. I'll go there. This it's, like, it's like punk animal. I swear to God, I don't think I'm making. That you know up. how this, this lady got her first animals was she went to uh, she went to a petting zoo where she didn't like the way they were being treated. And I don't know. I don't know how bad it was. Right. Uh, who knows? And she machine gunned all the employees and, and she then took dem- the pets. She demanded the uh, owner give her his animals, and he's like, "No, bitch, you're not mm-hmm. getting these pets." My, my my that's my money bag and she went every single day and spent time with the animals until finally he just gave them to her what i don't know how it worked but she might have paid 
Uh, but that's how she got her first animals. Mm. Mm. Oh, Crazy. They had this, fuck, they had was this that one, by the pond? They had this one uh, uh, cow there, steer there, and they, I guess they cut off his horns when he was really young. Uh-huh. So it's like uh-huh. growing back into his head. Okay. It's kind of weird. They need to cut it off again. And he was massive. And uh, his name's his name is Forgiveness. That's okay. his name. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. And uh, he uh, he was uh, GMO, genetically, genetically modified, so mm-hmm. he was huge. Like, you don't know how big these fucking cows get when they GMO them. When they GMO, GMO them. Like, yeah. Got to play for the Yankees, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> now Congrats coming to the plate. Thank you. Cow. A cow. I'm t- a giant cow. <laughs> he can't even <laughs> hold the bat up. And the Yankees management's like, we made a horrible mistake drafting that cow. Worst, Thanks worst to that all. guy on the podcast who said this guy... <laughs> Should play for the Yankees. First of all, why do we give him a multi multi million dollar contract? <laughs> we sign him for late minimum. Guy on a podcast. He's roided up, is all I was saying. He's okay. got a lot I gotta of go, man. Yeah, you do. You're gonna get a ticket. Hey, uh, thanks guys for coming out. Sorry, I was. Oh, a you're welcome. Half speed. I'll be at the Gentle Barn from two to four. I highly recommend Gentle Barn at least they're, once. They're open the third Wednesday of every year. Yep. <laughs> Every other year, I, the very first pig that we went to, like Jillian and Atticus are like petting his belly, and it's completely out. Like it's just knocked out. Like all these are the laziest, yeah. oldest animals who have been through hell and back, and they're finally the place. <laughs> and they're just laying there. Animals. So I go, I go behind the the, the like, on the other side of the pig to take a picture of Atticus and Jillian, and. <laughs> The woman's like, everything we did was wrong. The woman's like, oh, please don't surround the animal. Please don't surround him. Uh, All I want to do is go there and have them tell me, uh, "Don't you're too close to the horse, and then I want them to walk around the back in my hand, just like elbow deep in his ass. And they're like... (laughs) We rescued. Like, we I don't know rescued, how this happened, lady. We rescued this hog from the Amazon, and uh, he doesn't like photos taken of him because yeah. he or bar takes, his soul. takes his soul away. I, I hate being told what to do by other adults, and that was like my entire, <laughs> my entire <laughs> experience there. It was just people. Well, the thing that you hate the most about it is it's that like. Um. Actually, could you not? not it's, do it's that, being yeah. told not to do it, but like by like a preschool teacher. I feel like uh, I felt like a, yeah. It really did take me back to grade school. All right. All right. Keep moving.